Welcome to the Geek Salad Show with your host, Randy. Like my advice is if you're looking to get into the hobby, definitely go to a friendly local game store. Do not go to like a Barnes and Noble or something like that where they do have games, but you're going to be lost. And J.A. LaRock. But with the division, it really stuck out to me because like you're doing your mission and there'll be a spontaneous bank robbery or someone's breaking into a car. And then you just, you go up and you select a person and then you unload your clip and all the bullets miss and you realize it's because this group that's just running in circles around the city is level 20 and you're level 14. And it's just like, you're sitting there and you're stuck in this animation like and it's the guy looking at you like you have a toy and you just, <laughs> it just, it just feels so wrong. And welcome into Geek Salad. I am Jay LaRock. I'm here with Randy. What's up? What's up, my brother? Happy New Year to everybody. Geek Salad is powered by Obsolete Gamer and a Mascot Studio Network. Find us everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. So we're here in a new year. Uh, we wanted to do an episode like right after Christmas, but you know how that is with friends and family. Mm. But we want to talk about some of the gifts that we got over the holidays and just talk about what we're looking forward to as far as 2021 because 2020 was terrible but how was overall how was your uh, holiday it was good like you know sat at home cooked played a bunch of video games which i'm still like realizing the more <laughs> the more that i see my friends playing different games the more i realize like oh yeah i got that and i gotta start playing that and like it's just like i have such a list that it's like i'm like i gotta figure out when i'm gonna play these because yeah. Steam's like that too, seeing all the people yeah. on Steam. Yeah. And it's like and, and so the worst part is like I've started deciding I'm like, all right, there's like single player games that I want to play. But I know most of the time that I'm online and I'm playing, I'm playing with my friends or playing like Apex or Overwatch or something multiplayer. And it's like, dude, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get to these games. And so, like, now I've decided with, like, my streaming things, I'm like, all right, there's going to be days that I'm just going to play single-player games, like, no matter what. And it started to work out because it looks like a lot of the friends that I play Overwatch and Apex with, they stream as well. So there's days that they'll be streaming, that they'll be playing a single-player game. And I'm like, cool, today's my day that I could do this. So, like, I started with Immortal, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm going through oh, that. Nice. And I will say, really fun game. Like, they literally combined Breath of the Wild and fucking Assassin's Creed uh, in one game. But it's like, I look at other stuff and it's like, damn, there's like, you know, so many games. Like, I'm like, I don't know how far through Ghost of Tsushima on PS4. I need to keep playing that. And I was streaming that, too. So it's like, I'm going to go back to that. I'm like, I don't even remember how to play this shit. I realize I still have to play through breath of the wild i haven't done <laughs> and i'm like and i know that game it's been so long that i'm like i'm gonna have to start that thing over from the beginning because like i knew I, I was on one of the temples and i know i picked it up like at one point and i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing in this temple for you me know? it's kind of like um tv shows because i've been trying to watch catch up on tv shows i still haven't mm. finished season two of mandalorian but, but, i still no, haven't no, even finished no spoilers because no, no yeah, no i'm four uh, episodes into season two 
Um, and then worse yet, all of a sudden, I'll just, like, have, like, some nostalgia attack or something. And I'll be like, man, I want to go see something old. So I was watching, like, Sliders on Peacock. Oh, wow. Dude, that show. I love that show. And I, like, I want to say for, like, the first. Because that thing was, what, like, three or four seasons, right? Uh, five. But they it totally changed it up when it went to sci-fi. Yeah, so, like, I remember I watched the first two seasons, like, every single day, and then, like, season three was where I, like, caught an episode here and there, and I remember season three is when they really started, like, flipping up the stories and all that stuff, because, like, some of the actors were like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore and stuff like that, so they, like, wrote them off the show. So I remember, like, I saw a couple of things, and I was just like, oh, wait, where the hell is so-and-so? And so I just stopped watching it, but I remember... When I heard like, oh, like the show's ending, I remember I watched the last episode because I wanted to kind of like I, I wanted to see how they ended it. Like, did he actually ever get back home and whatnot? And the way that they did the last episode, I thought was great. Where like they show them like warp into the, the place and he goes to his house and he like goes to open the gate and he's like stops and turns to the girl and is like, this gate has squeaked since I was like five years old. And that's how we'll know if we're in our, my reality or not. And then he opens the gate and it doesn't make a sound. And you see them all kind of like do that deep sigh and then they close and you see them walk off. And you see like the the like effects of them like opening up another gate and going through. And then all of a sudden you hear his dad like, oh, honey, I finally like put WD-40 on the on the fence gate, you know, like we've always wanted to do. And I was like, damn, dude, they were home and they freaking left. <laughs> yeah, those see, I wonder if those shows would work anymore as well because it's like i remember i used to watch a cartoon called jason the wheel warriors and it was like this futuristic almost like mad max world where you like would build out these like cars with all this stuff but one of the overarching stories was the main guy was trying to find his father or like the old dungeons and dragons too where they were trying to get the kids were trying to get home it's like that, those were like popular back in the day lost in space same thing but it seems yeah. like nowadays i don't oh, know people people don't seem to have the, the the patience anymore i'm trying to remember what the heck was the name of that show uh fringe that's what it was ah yeah uh, that was a good show too fringe was really good and i remember i was all on board for that show till the last season till it got really weird and then i was just like Okay, they're just gotten totally weird to just like since it's ending anyways. But like that show up until it got really weird, like was so well written. Um, and I just got disappointed in the last season. Like I started watching it and I realized like that last season I was watching it just to like watch it, you know, to get to the end. And I like stopped. And now I don't even think you can find it anywhere to watch it. <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah, Abrams has that problem where he'll make a show that is so good in the season one and maybe season two, mm -hmm. but by then it starts to go to crap because it's like, sure, you have fans of different shows, like people who really think that Lost was like great in the end, even though it clearly wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you you could tell, and it wasn't just a wider strike. I know that helped, but he lost track of his story. Same thing he did with Alias. He lost yeah. track of his sto of his story. And unfortunately, like a lot of his shows do that. That's why Alcatraz f 
failed so badly because mm-hmm. by that time he was already on his way out to do movies and people were yeah. just sick of that formula. It's like it's not working. Yeah, it's it's like to me, I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like M. Night Shyamalan, like he had some movies that were amazing with their twists and they were tough to kind of like pick up on and stuff like that. And then there were other ones that it was just like, what the heck is going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I sit there and I think about, like, um, Signs. Signs, I thought, was a really good movie. And the whole, like, kind of twist of, like, oh, the aliens were real, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't see it coming. Same thing with Sixth Sense. The whole thing that, like, Bruce Willis's character was dead the whole time. Like, I didn't catch that. Yeah. But then I saw a movie like The Happening and like halfway <laughs> yeah. through the movie, I'm my I mean, we went to the movie theater to go see it, my wife and I, and I'm like watching the movie. And maybe I want to say a little bit past like in between the first quarter and half of the movie, I figured it out and I just sat there and I'm like, if this is what it is, I swear to God, I'm going to be so pissed off at the end of this movie. <laughs> And it exactly was that. And I just and like I figured it out and I'm like my wife even was like, what happened? And I'm like, I think I just figured it out, but I don't want to tell you. And if it is what it is, I'm going to be so mad. And like she didn't get it till the end. And even like that, it surprised her. She was like, what a crock of shit (laughs) that (laughs) that twist was. And I was just like, really, this is what he's gone to. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, yeah. I felt that way about the village since that was a ripoff of like see, not only a bunch of uh, books but also even a Twilight Zone episode. But see that one I didn't watch, but I had heard what the twist was, and I'm like, really? That was his twist to this thing? Like, how the hell would that even work? Like, I don't even think that would work in reality. Um, like that one I, I liked. Uh, what you would call it? Oh, fuck the one with Bruce Willis. Um. Oh shit! The one that that the train wreck happens. It's Bruce Willis is the only survivor. Um, oh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. I thought that was phenomenal. Now, that was the movie that to me was the start of his downfall. And the only reason I say this is I thought Unbreakable was a phenomenal piece of cinema, a uh, cinema, up until the ending. That whole spiel that Sam Jackson gives him and all that and reveals like, oh, I'm the one. About, I'm like, are you kidding me? I literally said to him, like, I almost felt like M. Night Shyamalan directed the whole entire movie. And then literally something happened. He's like, hey, I got to go home early. But here's this like film student that's going to film like the last 20 minutes of it. And that's how <laughs> I felt because I was like, really, this is where you're going with this? Like, I mean, granted, I ha- I, I never got a chance to see the second and third movie i never saw glass mr glass and i never saw um the other one with john mcavoy where he's like the the split personality person oh yeah um, yeah that I was actually that pretty one, good split yeah that one good. i heard yeah split i heard was really good and people were all like man you know people gave uh, john mcavoy a bunch of shit about his acting but like everybody was like dude he was on point on that movie you know yeah, I remember because people were giving him crap because he did uh, Wanted. And everyone was like, oh, that movie sucked. And I'm like, hey, I enjoyed it. It was a cheesy, you know, comic book movie, which was actually kind of funny. And the fact that Chris Pratt was in that movie is unbelievable, too. Oh, yeah. 
I forget that until I watch it. I'm like, holy Christ. It's like Chris Pratt when he was like slimming down from Parks and Rec to <laughs> to, to the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I, you know, I I like our t- uh, t- uh, like when we go off script, I think we should like call it like side quests and find like a sponsor. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That's it. That's how we do it. Just go the optional missions. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that in some games, like in Fallout 76, which actually is turning out to be a little bit better than it, it was back in the day. It's like there's all these side quests, and I find myself just like wandering because it's like on the map. I'm like, well, this side quest is close, so let me just go here. And next thing you know, I'm off on a whole new adventure way off of what I was originally doing. That's the one game that, man, like I was so upset by it. Until oh, Cyberpunk 2077 came out. <laughs> and then, but here, here's the thing that gets me about Cyberpunk. Because I've been playing a bit of it. And that's another game I need to get back to, seriously. So with The Witcher, you had your main quest that you were going on. And you would run into these like side quests every so often. Just by traveling. You'd see the people on the side of the road like, oh, hey. And they'd call you over. Dude. Literally in 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 Cyberpunk, all the side quests are on the map from the beginning, so you can see where all of them are. And it's like, good lord! Like at least in Witcher, you could sit there and go through the the main quest, and then you could get lost starting to do those side quests because you do the typical, oh, here's one, all right, I finished this one. Oh, look, here's this other one that takes me to this different area. And, and you would go like that, and before you know it, you're like, oh, I, I've gone on a 20-hour tirade where I've sat there and I've gotten nothing but side quests. Let me get back to the main quest. You know, it was kind of like the same thing with Skyrim. Skyrim, I literally oh, yeah. paid, played that game through the 20-some-odd hours to get to the last mission of the game, and then I was just like, and I didn't even realize it was the last mission of the game, and then I went, and I'm like, oh, let me do some side quests and stuff. And I spent another 20 to 30 hours just doing side quests, not even doing. And then I went back to the main quest. I'm like, all right, I've done enough. Let me let me see. Keep going with the story. I literally did the mission and the game was over. And I'm like, oh, I guess I was <laughs> near the end. Like, Yeah, that's kind of the worst is when when you're doing all these side quests and then you think you have a long main quest. And it's like, nope. <laughs> all right, you're done. I was like, oh, well, had I known, I would have kept doing the side quest. Oh, dude. If there's one thing I remember about Skyrim that was the best was the side quest line that I did because I wanted to do like a wizard character. And one of my friends was like, dude, go to the Mages Guild, do all their quests, get all the gear that they give you, and you'll be unstoppable. And I did that. And then I ended up finding out, finding another piece of gear that literally I could equip the, 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 the flamethrower fire spell on both my hands. And I could blast with both of them for about oh, two to three minutes straight before I'd run out of magic because I had so much regeneration that would just regenerate that fast. Because literally all the mages uh, guild gear that they give you as you do all those quests give you bonus to magic regeneration. So it was like literally once you stacked the entire set, your I think your magic regeneration was like... 250 or 300%, something like that. It was like an insane amount. But, yeah. That was so much fun to just like, 
hell. Oh, look, a cave with like 40 spiders just blowtorch your way through them all. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had the sword that would leech health. Oh, my God. And there was like this build I found online where basically every time you would swing, you'd get back a quarter of your health. It was like crazy. <laughs> Nothing could beat me. Like a dragon would come and literally like get me down to like a quarter health. I'd swing twice and back up to full health, and it, it it was overpowered. It was no cheats either, no mods or no nothing. It's just a way you can build up uh, your your gear and stuff to work off of leech uh, leeching life, and it was crazy. That's funny. But this it's funny. This year I don't. It was a mixture because you know there's a lot of people suffering out there, and I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of people that said, man. If I'm stuck in this house all this time, I got to at least have something <laughs> to be mm-hmm. happy for. You know, it's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't spend this money on this new whatever, but I'm stuck in this house. Even with the vaccine, I'm probably not going to be out of here in about like six months more. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me get some stuff. So it's like there are a lot of holidays where people, you know, at least got some stuff to keep them halfway sane. Yeah. Um, what yeah, was some of the stuff that you got? Like one of your top stuff. Right, well, I'll, I'll say this. Let, let's face facts. We ain't going outside till at least the end of next year, because that's when they'll probably have enough people with the vaccine that will have herd immunity. You think that? See, I actually think they're going to speed it up. I think that once once we start like the new administration and everything, I think that they're going to be so desperate to not look bad that they'll, they'll uh, like they'll overdo it. I think it. Like I think they'll get to the point where like they'll overbuy it <laughs> or something. Yeah, I actually I mean, think they want to do the Olympics, too. Like, I really think they really want to do it. And that's yeah. why I'm thinking that people will come together and do whatever it takes to make sure that a lot of people are – maybe not everyone is 100% safe, but I'm just saying there will be so many people that are vaccinated, especially who are working and in special places, so that mm-hmm. they can open it up. Yeah, I think the thing with that is going to be – and the reason why I say like, oh, it'd probably be not till like the end of next year is now that these stupid um, mutations of it are coming out. And they have no idea like if the current vaccine will work with that as well. That's going to be another huge kind of thing. Which I agree with you. The, the incoming administration is going to work as fast as possible. Like, let's get people <laughs> let's get people vaccinated back out there, you know. But yeah, it's 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 funny because like for me, so like this year, uh, to go back on topic, let's 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 get off this side quest and go back on the main quest here. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> with what we discussed the last time we spoke, so my brother got me um like the big thing I ended up getting was um a Sound Blaster K3 Plus uh, sound mixer. So I switched over my MV7 from Sure to um, XLR. So I've I've had friends of mine that like were speaking to me with the with the USB mic before, and what it was after I connected it through XLR, they've sat there and said like, yeah, you can definitely hear it. like it sounds way clearer. Um, like the mic itself, the audio from the mic. I'm still tweaking with it because I'm messing with it because I notice like when I stream, it's sometimes like will come in really loud. Other times it'll come in like kind of low. And I've also noticed like 
this compared to how I had it with a USB, if I kind of turn and, and move away from the mic, which is like the perfect part where the mic actually picks up, I notice like it 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 really ignores that that audio. So like you never hear my my keys clicking and stuff like that, which is really cool, which is an advantage of a, dy- a dynamic mic. That is really cool, actually. Wait, what was the brand again? Sure. Is the name S H U R E. It literally is a company that all they make is is mics. And so when you look at it, the reason why a lot of people know about these mics is the the mics that pretty much all the top streamers use, that big like kind of boom looking mic, that's the sure uh SM7B. That's like the best mic on the market when it comes to like things for sound recording, like voice recording. It's the ones that you see on like the Joe Rogan podcast. Damn, this says that Michael used. Jackson used it. Yeah. Like, literally, this company, all they do is make all sorts of different microphones to the point where if you go to their website, when you go to look at the products for the microphones, it'll like it'll tell you, like, I want to record. And then there's a drop down menu that has like percussion, voice, singing, you know, like uh, acoustic guitars, like electrical music, like all different ones. And then you select and then it'll narrow down the, the list of microphones it shows you based on that and so when you sit and look at it it's like it's literally all this company does is do microphones so when the mv7 came out they basically marketed it as like oh this is a this is supposed to be a mic for podcasters and things like that and so it's cool because it has an xlr interface and a usb interface and what's really neat about it is you can hook up the microphone through both XLR and USB. So a lot of the reviewers sat there and said, like, if you're a, if you're a, a Twitch streamer that utilizes a two PC setup, you can literally hook this mic up to both your setups and you can not have to, like, figure out how to route the audio from your mic from your gaming PC to your streaming PC, you know, and vice versa, how to get all the audio to work. And I was like, that's freaking cool that you could do that, you know? And so, like, it does it where you can, like, even connect it to, like, a phone through the USB-C to, like, the USB micro cable and things like that. Nice. And what's funny is then, like, that was a big thing. When I saw the, the, the MV7, at first I was just like, okay, I want to sit there and watch reviews on it and all that. And then started going through like, you know, watching YouTube videos of audiophile people that like do nothing but record. And the one that I, that I, I came on was this dude that he is like, he's had the SM7B forever. And he's like, I do podcasts. I do singing recordings. I do, you know, all these different things. And I love my, my SM7B. He's like, sure sent me their MV7 to test it out. And so what he did is he hooked up, both microphones and recorded the same audio and then played one next to the other one, like back and forth. And literally the only difference I like noticed in it is the SM seven B sounded a little bit more bassier than the MV seven. And to this guy, who's like, I wouldn't trade my SM seven B for the world to have him say like, had the MV seven been out when he went to purchase the SM seven B, he's like, I would have purchased the MV seven instead. Because like literally less money almost sounds just as clear. And and the other thing is, so with the SM7B, 
almost everybody that's used it has had to use a cloud lifter to boost the to amplify the mic. The MV7, I don't need that. It automatically has that built into the microphone. So I was like, damn, that's pretty good that you don't need any phantom power, any uh, amplifier, anything like that for it. That is nice. Especially yeah. like between streaming, podcasting, that really, because I mean, when you listen to a bunch of podcasts and you hear like terrible audio, I know people can't stand that. So it's like, oh, yeah. that has become microphone, good microphones and mixers have become really big business nowadays. Oh, yeah. I'll put it this way. Like, I, my like final stepping stone of this eventually, eventually, just because of the cost, is I would love to go to a Go XLR. But again, this is working great for now. You know, like maybe a few more Twitch payouts if the, if the day comes, I, I'll do it. But, uh, you know, that and the prices of the, the Go XLRs actually come back to the, what their retail price is because they're insanely expensive because they're hard to come by now. But it's been a learning and fun experience trying to get this to work how it's supposed to. And so the thing that I found funny is like I've always thought like, oh, like I've always had like a very nasally voice because I guess like my sinuses are just stopped up full of whatever. And now that I'm like going through an XLR through a analog signal, I'm like, man, I could really hear it in my voice when I hear when I watch the playbacks of my <laughs> of my videos and stuff. And I'm like, damn. Like, I need to go like that dude that had his, like, he, I don't know if you've seen that video of, like, uh, I think it's called, like, having your nose professionally picked. And it's this dude that I guess he had, like, a really stuffed up sinuses. And, like, you literally see him, like, just sitting in a chair with his head tilted back. And you you could see the, the nose, ear, and throat doctors just, like, with a light in his nostril and a pair of forceps. And literally he's like, oh, I think I got it. And he literally yanks out this huge wad of just mucus and whatnot oh. just out of this dude's nose and he's like oh that feels so much better and like the even the wife that's recording this is like good lord and he's like and he sits there and he was like you see i told you that it was uncomfortable <laughs> and i was like damn dude i'm like could you imagine that like just having that much gunk in your in your sinus cavity I don't want to go off on a side quest, but man, I I remember a friend showing me the like the the thing the worst things they had to pull out of people's like head. Oh, dude! Like, like bugs and stuff, a spider, like a huge spider out this guy's ear. I I, I couldn't do it, man. I think I made it worst, to like the third part, and I was like, no, yeah, nope. I'm worst out. thing I think I've ever seen a video of like that, like you say, is uh when they remove a bot fly, uh what you call it. Uh, maggot out of a person's head oh i don't know if you've ever seen it because literally it like burrows into your scalp and it becomes almost like a zit but it's like a zit that you can't pop and, it, and apparently it hurts like crazy so what they do is they put I, I don't know what chemical it is or whatever and it basically makes the bot fly larva retract the claws that hold it in place and then it tries to get out and that's when the doctor just grabs it and yanks it out and, dude, when you look at these things, like, it's not a tiny, you know, larva. It's a big-ass larva. And they're like, oh, yeah, this happens in, like, third-world countries. Like, they have these bot flies, and that's what they do. And normally, I guess they do they attach themselves to, like, animals. And it's like, dude, could you imagine, like, a poor animal that, like, can't say anything, and it's got, 
you know, a bunch of botfly larvae just in it, and it just lives uncomfortably, you know? Well, it's kind of like how you think about, like, back in the day where you think of all these things that we get done, and you got to think about, like, how you couldn't do that back in the day because either you didn't have the technology, you didn't have the know-how. It's like you just su- – I mean, even something as simple as not having glasses. It's like mm-hmm. you're just screwed. Like, oh, I can't see anything farther than five feet in front of me. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, I guess well, you're going like- to, like, stay in the house or, like, they'll give you some job where all you have to do is stare at something really close to you or something. My, my big thing when I sit there and I look at stuff like that is, like, think about all the, like, surgery and stuff like that that we take for granted nowadays i'm like we have the luxury of that they literally just are like all right we're gonna like cut into you and this and that like night whoop, and you're passed out and you don't feel a thing and you wake up and you're like oh it's over like think about those days when they didn't have anesthesia and stuff like that and they're like yeah you're gonna lose that arm here's a piece of leather to bite down on you know here's a whiskey maybe yeah and it's like good lord <laughs> Damn. and i mean i i'm a person like i'm fascinated with a lot of like history especially when you go back to like real early history like medieval type history uh and you watch those shows on like discovery channel and you realize like man like those fights were fights man because it wasn't about shooting people at 200 yards away like they were like face to face in a field swords drawn wearing armor that weighs a ton you know and if you got stabbed, you were pretty much dead because if the stab itself didn't kill you, the infection usually would. Yep. You know? And it's like, good lord. Like, I look at that and I'm like, damn. Like, I remember, I, I think it was like one of those like learning channel things where they, they literally put a full suit of armor on a guy. And I mean, we're talking a dude that was in pretty good shape. And even him, after like 10, 15 minutes, he's like, I'm freaking exhausted. It's like, man, I'm like carrying an extra 60 pounds on me and I have to run and I have to pick up the sword, which weighs, you know, 15 pounds and swing it around. It's like, dude. Well, they say like in the Civil War, they're saying that so so many people died just because of infection, that if they yeah. had, you know, they well, there was inventions even then just to like stop bleeding and things like that, that actually helped save lives. But I mean, they didn't have the the antibiotics that we have now. It's like so many people oh, yeah. died of something that could have easily been cured. But oh, dude, World War One and trench foot for Christ's sake! Oh hell yeah, we did. See, we did those side quests. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll mention uh, one of my gifts, and that I actually got a switch. Um, so I finally joined the the Switch family, and it's actually my first console that I've owned since. The Xbox 360. Damn, son. Because I'm more of a PC Master Race guy. Uh, but it was nice. It was nice to get it, and I got a refurbished one. So for anyone out there who's just curious about, oh, should I get a refurbished or worried about it? Don't be, um, because did you get it refurbished from Nintendo? Yeah, or? from Nintendo. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, anywhere else, I don't know. I guess it could be a risk, but yeah, we we got it directly from Nintendo. And, I mean, it comes in the same box and everything, except it has a sticker that says it's refurbished, you know, I guess to keep people from being able to try and sell this otherwise. But everything was still wrapped as if it was new uh, because we actually compared it to a friend of ours who got a new one. So it comes with all the same 
uh, cables and everything like that. Uh, and each, I think you even have a year warranty. Yeah, you have a year warranty with it. So if something goes wrong. And um, I connected it up. Um, my girl has a bunch of games. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's like I, I'm playing Breath of the Wild 2, actually, for the first time. Because I, I kind of played a little bit on other people's consoles. And, and mm-hmm. of course, I've seen it on Twitch and stuff. But actually being able to play it myself is interesting. And I, and I did even buy the $20 year for the uh, oh, classic and, and they know what they're doing because you know what i have pretty much every emulator out there mm. at least up to like maybe like you know like the the 64 and, and P- ps1 and 2 mm. so i have all these games but for some reason i still like to buy it on the actual switch so yeah. they got me because I, I like i'm thinking about buying a Mega Man collection that's on sale right now for like 9.99 mm-hmm. just because yeah, that that the the uh, what you call it the Nintendo Channel and the Super Nintendo Channel that you get with your your twenty dollar yearly Switch Online thing that's worth the twenty bucks right there because they've been coming out with a pretty decent amount of of games uh, and pretty and really good games because of course it's obviously like they have to get the the licensing for some of the stuff but like I've honestly. Like once I started doing that, because at first I was like, oh, I'll get it because I'll play online with some of my friends and all that. And then I sat there and like when they came out with the classic channel and then the Super Nintendo classic channel, I was like, dude, this is even better than than what I expected it to be, you know. Um, But I, I, I guarantee you that even though it's refurbished, I guarantee you the only thing that's actually refurbished is like the actual main unit, like everything else. They probably just throw new new bits of that in there um yeah because honestly like a it's a pain in the ass to refurbish those controllers um and they're just better off doing that because then that way they know okay we shouldn't have a problem with the controllers the cables and stuff like that you know yeah and i think that that what ends up happening also is that they know that these games these consoles that they get doesn't mean like they were all jacked up like for all we know some of them could just have scratches or maybe a broken mm-hmm. screen because mm-hmm. uh, i know that at alienware refurbished didn't mean that everything was bad like it could have right. mean that someone sent back the whole tower and maybe mm-hmm. the hard drive was bad or the video card was bad but yeah. they didn't they wanted a whole new system for whatever reason so we'd send them one and then we'd sell the other one refurbished so yeah i remember Oh, where was it that I worked? They did the same thing. Like, oh yeah, so like, I remember at at uh, at Apple, it was the same thing. Like, if anybody brought it back, even if it wasn't like if it was perfectly fine and it worked just great, we would send it back. What they would do is they'd put it through its process, put it through it through like more intensive testing than what um, the new machines go through. And then if it passed, cool, they cleaned it all up, wiped the operating system, and then they sold it as refurbished. So you could get a machine that literally worked. It's just that somebody was like, oh, you know what? This wasn't the machine for me, and they returned it. You know, yeah. And that, that was the thing with that. That was kind of cool. And like, I will honestly tell you from working at that company, like, I want to say maybe like 80 to 90% of the refurbished stuff that they sell on their websites is, is just new stuff that people returned and were like, all right, whatever. Like computer-wise, phones—it's eh, usually you know, those are those are phones that probably had an issue, type of a thing. But nothing bad 
to the point where it's like, oh, no, like we need to completely, you know, this phone's going to crap out in a year or whatever. So. Yeah, they have the Mega Man and the Mega Man X. And, the, and see, the X is the Ooh, one that I. Mega Man X is the one. I remember that. Oh, side quest time. Um, I remember that bullshit thing that you had to do that you could get the Hadouken. Oh, like yeah. insane thing that you had to do to get it. But once you got it, you could literally one shot anything in the game. But it was a bitch because you had to time it just right. Because <laughs> he would do the wind up and it. <laughs> it would do blast yep. ball. It was really hard to hit bosses with it. But if you could connect with it, like it was like, boop, one hit dead. All right, let's go. Next thing. And half <laughs> off, man, they, they got me, even though I can play it easily on my emulator. But it's like, Buddy, that's the same you. as the Steam sales, bro. They get you with that oh, yeah. every single time. You're like, oh, look, a game that I wanted a year ago. Oh, but it's $3. Okay, I guess I'll buy it. <laughs> and I may not play it, but hey, for a while. But I it was $3. For... <laughs> I mean, we were talking about like how many games that we were as far as being behind and, and playing them. And it's like with Epic, with all those games they give out. I mean, I get oh, it. Yeah. Some of the games aren't all that. But still, some of them are really good. And it's like... I look at my Epic account and I'm like, holy cow, I have all these games that I've gotten for free. Like in my library, does it tell you or do you have to count? On your Steam I, library uh, or Epic? No, no, in Epic. Oh, oh, I, I, guess know, you, but... I guess you have to count. But I mean, I easily have over 50 games. All probably right. closer to 100 just in Epic. And I probably have installed only maybe three. <laughs> All right, all right. You want to talk about crazy? My Steam library, okay? I have 936 games in my Steam library. Good Lord. Okay? (laughs) I maybe have played about 200 of them. (laughs) Damn. But a lot of them are like those things of like, oh, it's it's on a Steam sale, like that's three bucks. All right, all right. Oh, it's four. Or even more so, like a humble indie bundle where you get like. 13 games for five hours and it's like oh sure you know like i i had the misfortune of having one of my buddies so one of my buddies that i that we both stream and all that he was like excited for yakuza 7 that like a dragon to come out and i'm like what the hell's yakuza 7 i'm like i'm like what the hell's yakuza and how the hell have there been seven games and i never heard about it and he like looked at me like my head was on backwards He's like, what do you mean you've never heard of Yakuza? I'm like, I've never heard of Yakuza. And so he loves the entire series. He's like, dude, I've played and beat every single one of them. He's like, I have hundreds of hours in every single one of the game. So I was like, you know what? I'm intrigued enough. I'm like, if I were to say, like, let me get a game to play, which one would you say? He's like, get Yakuza 0. Because it sets up the story pretty much for, like, the series itself. And dude, I like they had it. I think it was like five bucks for the with the Steam sale or whatever. And I'm like, all right. And I bought it. And I started to play it. And I'm like, dude, this is actually a really good game. I can't believe I never heard of this game. You know. And so it's funny because apparently in the Yakuza game, it's all. I mean, obviously it deals all with the the Yakuza and all the different gangs. But apparently, I think each one of the games deals with a different character from within the universe. 
And so Yakuza 0 kind of explains how everything gets set up in the actual Yakuza games, like why there's these like clans that are fighting against one another and blah, 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 blah. Like it sets up that storyline and people enjoyed the storyline of the main character you play in Yakuza 0 that they actually came out with a sub series called Yakuza Kiwami, which continues his story. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the game, but I haven't actually played it myself. Yeah, I had never heard of it. And like him talking, oh, Yakuza. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, what? You never heard of Yakuza? I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. And then he 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 he, he opened my eyes to this series. And I was just like, damn, this is a good series. And also with Amazon, because I downloaded the little Amazon games, which connects you to Twitch. Oh, and just, I have like 40 games on that, too. Mhm. Yeah, I don't even. You know what? Now that you say that, let's see. Let's see how many how many games I have in my Epic. Let's see. Fortnite. <laughs> let's see library. How can you tell how many you have? Let's see. It's it's six, twelve. 16, 24, 30, 36, 42, 48, 54, 60, 66, 72, 78, 84. Let's see, 90, 96. 102, 120, 126, uh, 132, so what's funny is like I have I have games here in my Epic that I also have on Steam because they just had it for free and I'm like screw it it's free. <laughs> so and it's funny so actually tying back to our main topic <laughs> a lot of the games that I got for free through Amazon and and Twitch were SNK games. But oh, yeah. what I actually got for my another Christmas gift was the Neo Geo Mini. Oh, yeah. I Which saw your is, picture that you put there. It's pretty cool. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a little console. It's about the same size as the arcade games that I've talked about before. Uh, I can give you the exact dimensions. But basically, you can play it two ways. Um, you can either play it as a little standalone uh, arcade. So it has like a 3.5-inch display. Or you can connect it to your TV using HDMI. And it comes with 40 games. And I can tell you that they put, like, the ones that people want, like the King of the Fighters, um, Last Blade, Metal Slug. So it's not like you just get a bunch of ones that you you don't want to play. And these are, like, the real releases. Um, sometimes when you get some of these mini arcades, you get like a, a weird ROM or you get like an NES version. Nope, these are straight from uh, SNK and they play just like they do. The 
only thing that I have about it that I don't like is you can't connect the outside controller, <laughs> which kind of is, is crappy. Oh. It's like the little controller itself, it isn't bad, but it doesn't it doesn't have it's not the one that you had at the arcade. You know, yeah. the one where you really had like what was it the nine directional and you mm-hmm. felt like the clicking and all, all all that. It's not that, which I don't know why they didn't go for that. Um, and I've tried plugging in different controllers, like an Xbox controller. Um, even uh, on a video I saw, someone connected an actual old Neo Geo controller to it <laughs> and couldn't get it to work. And yeah. so far, I haven't found any controller that you can you can plug into it, even though it has like slots where you can. And that's the only thing that kind of sucks. But I mean, it's it's not it's not bad, uh, especially just as a collector's item. Um, mm-hmm. But it's damn that that not having the controller thing has has really kind of soured me on it. But yeah, I mean those Plus, are cool. Like see. I remember, I God, I remember. It's I only forty five bucks, so that's not bad. That's not bad. I remember, I think it was King of Fighters that used to have, um, like, Ryo, and I forgot the, the the American fighter that fought like him that was, like, Ryu from Street Fighter. But I remember he had this ridiculous move where, like, he had his regular fireball, which was, like, the quarter circle forward and the punch button. But he had this, like, super fireball. That it was like forward, back, and then half a circle forward with the with the punch button, and so like the the thing that was different is like when he used to do the fireball, you'd hear him like yo can, and he would shoot the fireball. But then like when you would do the super one, it was like he would go ho ho, and then he would shoot it, and it was like the width of his body, like just shooting down at you at the speed of the fireball which was fast already but that like second of like his charge up was what used to like screw you up because that was when people would take advantage and attack you and so people would only do that attack like if you stun them and then you could charge it up while they're sitting there stunned you could blast them with it and uh and take off a, a, a ton of uh of life off of him but i remember i used to just try it and see like people would be like the fuck is he doing before you know this is a huge fireball coming at him <laughs> it was so funny. I'm wondering. So I already got the Mega Man X, the first one, because those are my favorite ones. Is mm-hmm. one, two, three, and four. The other one I was looking at was the beat 'em up one that comes with uh, Final Fight, Captain Commando, King of Dragons, Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, Armored Warriors, and Battle Circuit. Uh, and it's like I don't know if it's worth it because. I'm trying to remember because I remember when I watched reviews on it, people were like, oh, like it wasn't like they were. It was all the original ROMs, but people complained about like they had a, like a whole bunch of like those like just BS games that nobody wanted. Yeah. Like the early the early Capcom games, which was like, oh, great. <laughs> like nobody played this in the arcade ever. And now they put it in here to, to inflate the numbers. You know, yeah, I missed like the old school, like yeah, because I think that that's the only place where you can get the Captain Commando um, arcade game. Um, like it was one that came with Captain Commando. It had like the Alien versus Predator arcade game. Um, I think it had Knights of the Round as well. Like there was a bunch of them. 
that I was like, dude, I haven't seen those games in... My question is, how come they don't have the Capcom versus series? Because, I, see, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. If they came out with, what was the first one? X-Men, uh, Children of Adam, Marvel, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, Marvel Superheroes. That was the one where you fought with the Infinity Gems. Damn, and then son, are you close to an airport? Are you close to an airport? That's far away. I'm surprised dude, that Dude, I that heard that shit. I heard a plane. I'm like, damn, you got a plane flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty far. I'm pretty far from the Seattle airport, but Damn. man, my microphone must have really picked it up. Damn, so you know what it was is you were talking, so the mic was picking it up and then it picked up everything else in the background too. Ah. But so, yeah, man, if they came out with that, like X-Men versus Street Fighter and all those, I would I would I would have jumped on. So jump I can on. tell you probably why you haven't seen that is they right now have a licensing with that one-up arcade and the one-up arcade has all the x-men versus capcom games plus i think the x-men arcade game i think it's like the uh-huh. yeah it's like an x-men based one so it has like the x-men arcade game the four-player one of that and then it has like the children of the atom like uh then it has like the uh the uh X-Men versus Street Fighter, then the X-Men versus Capcom, like all of them, all in one game. So that's probably why they haven't released that, because they probably did like an exclusivity thing with that for now. Oh my god, they sell they sell the arcade, the whole arcade thing at Walmart for all places. $400. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's 400 bucks. so it's like a, a small arcade machine, but you can buy... I don't know if it comes with it or you can buy like super cheap. It's like a uh, like a booster box that makes it the height of a regular arcade machine. So it's not like a full size arcade machine. It's like a smaller version of it. But dude, it actually like I, I have a buddy of mine that got one and he said, dude, like other than the fact that if you don't get that booster box, it's like you have to put a pillow down on the floor and kneel down and you could play it like an arcade machine. He's like, it's freaking great. Oh, damn. Alright, so what else did you get? Um, so I also got uh, the Gudetama Lazy Egg card game, which is hilarious because um, like Gudetama is one of those like things like the, the it's the one of the like Hello Kitty blah 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 stuff that, that came, came out of Japan that I enjoy because it's a lazy egg. And so what's hilarious is it's like a trick-taking game. So like kind of like if you play spades or something like that. But the whole idea of the game is because you're a lazy egg, you don't want to win. So you <laughs> play the game trying to lose all your hands. And so the way that it works is you play and whoever like whoever wins the last trick takes those cards and then gets points. And then once you hit a point, uh, like a set number of points, then everybody calculates all their points together. And whoever has the lowest score is the winner. And so it's hilarious because it's like, you know, it's, it's the little goofy lazy egg, you know, with all the different little ones that they have of him sitting around on his little yoke or whatever on his like egg white, you know, complaining and stuff. So it was like, it was hilarious when I got that. And I think the, 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 the other last thing that, I'm looking to get, <laughs> and I say looking because, yeah, lots of luck in trying to get one is I'm trying to get a PS5. So oh, I've been wow. on a hunt for a PS5, but 
which is funny because you could tell the scalpers are now like starting to give up because literally the average price on eBay went from twelve hundred dollars. It's down now down to like eight hundred bucks. Um, so like they, you, you could tell like they bought a ton of them just to make as much money as they could during Christmas. And now they realize like, oh, it's past Christmas. The people that wanted it got it or they don't care. They're just waiting. And so now the prices are starting to come down. So like a lot of people are like expect to start seeing them in the stores and being able to actually pre, you know, buy one when they pop up in stock in places. So I'm like, I'm cool. I don't have no rush. I can wait. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't feed into the scalpers, man. Oh, I, can't, I can't. Hell no. What's <laughs> funny is the the Xbox Series X was the first one to start coming down in price real quick because it's like, yeah, nobody wanted a Series X. People wanted the PS5. And I feel like that's the reason that the reason for that is, let's face facts, a Series X is pretty much as close to a gaming PC as you can get. And the fact that Microsoft now has the Ultimate Game Pass, that literally games that are coming out on the Series X are coming out on the PC at the same time, if you have that, why get a Series X? Like, there's no need really i feel so will i get a series x yeah eventually if they come out with a title that they actually come out with it on the console and they don't come out with it on the pc but until they do i don't plan on getting one like i got a pc i don't need it you know but now but now ps5 like there's stuff on there that you're not gonna find on on console like the the spider-man i you can't find that on pc uh, it goes to Tsushima, not on PC. Like, it took them how many years? Six years before they released, uh, what you call it, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC? Oh, yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, that's a game that, all right, cool, I'll spend the money and get that system to be able to play those games. Yeah, my, my last two um, games is I got two more collections for my mini arcade collections, and one is the really tiny one, which is like um, two inches by 1.5. And then the other one is the one with the 3.5 screen. So the larger one that I got was Rolling Thunder. And Good game. It, it's it's still made by the my arcade. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as the quality is, as the joysticks, the buttons, the artwork, everything is really nice. The only bad thing is it's the NES ROM and it's not the arcade ROM. Ah, uh, which that that kind of pissed me off because I didn't realize that at the time. Um, and it's weird because like they have the um, Bubble Bobble, which is the arcade one. So I don't hmm. understand why they weren't able to run Rolling Thunder with with the arcade one. But oh. I think I think the story with that it's like it's something I remember watching like the um the gaming historian where he talked about like Rolling Thunder and all that and there was like a crazy thing that when they developed a game like it, it's a licensing thing because they made the arcade game and they were able to have the license for the arcade uh game at a time but then it since expired and so, like, they can't, there's no way for anybody to get the actual arcade version of Rolling Thunder. Um, because if I, oh God, I'm trying to think, I think it was something to do with just the way that the, uh, like, when you when you shot up the people and stuff like that. It was like a weird thing. Um, 
And I remember when I when I saw that, I'm like, that's the dumbest reason for them to like have lost the license and have it that they can't do it, you know. Mm. But that's that's why like no one's been able to to get that. Like literally, the only way you're gonna get a uh, a version of the arcade is like you'd have to basically get one of the old boards and rip the ROM off of it to do it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But I mean, besides that, it's still fun, and even the NES game i mean it's it's fun but honestly um if you want to want to get this because you really like the, the way it sounds because it, it does sound different it doesn't sound exactly the same you can tell it's almost like the difference between listening to an mp3 and a midi song <laughs> that's mm. what it kind of makes me think about um the other one i got my smaller one was the space invaders um oh yeah and that one was is is authentic um of course it's tinier it's a little bit harder to play uh, on such a small screen, but it's it has all the sounds and everything. It actually sounds really good considering like it's a little small speaker and everything. But for me, it's more of like just like a showpiece than a game piece. It's not like I'm dying to play these on the mm-hmm. actual little mini. Um, it's a collection, like this, yeah, it's a this. collection. But mm-hmm. it, I do like the fact that it it plays just like the actual old arcade and it looks like it and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. and and those oh. things you can find online from anywhere from ten to twenty bucks. So it's good. Yeah. So the other thing that I ended up getting, so this was like my gift to myself, pretty much. So along with the Sound Blaster K3 Plus, I realized like, oh, if I get this mixer for the mic, like. I'm going to have to get a new set of headphones because if I'm going to utilize this thing, it's best to, you know, utilize the sound coming from it. And I, and, and at the same time, when I looked at it, like it kind of killed two birds with one stone because I was disconnecting my headphones that I had plus um, the USB mic that I had. And now it was just, both things are going to be going through one USB, which was great. The thing that I cracked up about, this is so i was trying to figure out like what what headphones do i get and this and that because you know they have the the headphone connection that goes in through here it's not like a standard you know three and a half millimeter jack like it's it's the bigger one and so what's funny is one of my buddies who streams as well he got he like you know was sitting there and he he would watch like tim the tap man you know stream and all that and he would always hear how, like, you know, Tim the Tatman would compliment, like, man, these, like, headphones that I have, they're great, blah, 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 blah. And he's, like, an Audio-Technica guy. And so he got, he found the headphones that that Tim the Tatman uses, which is the Audio-Technica M50X, I think is the name of them. And so they're basically monitoring headphones. So they're meant for, like, audio monitoring when you're connecting to a mixer to listen to music and things like that. And man, let me tell you, I thought my gaming headset that I had, the the SteelSeries Arctis uh, Pro with the, the game DAC sounded good. The moment I put these headphones on, I was like, good lord, the clarity of the audio coming through is insane. Like, I was just like, whoa, I could hear stuff playing Apex that I, like, I could, I could hear them on the the other ones but man it sounded way better 
through these headphones for whatever reason. And then on top of that, putting on like the DTX, the surround sound for it, dude, I was, we were playing Apex. I was hearing a dude heal up two buildings over from where we were. Damn. And I could hear it clearly. I could hear the when it would pop the the thing. I'm like, there's somebody healing nearby us, and they're like, where? I'm like, it's off to our north or whatever. And then like, my buddy who was playing with his gaming headset would run into the next building, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm starting to hear him now. And he's like, how did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, they're like two buildings over or so or farther. I'm like, I can hear him with these headphones. He's like, good lord. So that was, that was the thing that was funny. It was like, you know, it was a bit of an upgrade to get the audio system part of, of my PC updated. But I would sit there and tell people, like, worth every penny. If you're thinking about it, do it. You don't have to go, like, top of the line, you know, which is so That's nice. why it's always getting my ass kicked. Or, that or I just <laughs> suck no matter what. <laughs> well, the thing that I find funny is I went from an old blue like kind of like the before the snowball um mic i went from that to a blue yeti which sounded even better than that and that was the one that i when i used to do my um my board game reviews and stuff that's what i would use i would put it inside of like a box with the the like egg egg material thing and then record and that sounded great and then i went from that to the audio technica usb microphone the 2020 USB, which was basically their XLR mic, but a USB version of it. And that sounded even better than the Blue Yeti. And now I jump to the MV7. Even the MV7 on the USB sounded better than that Audio-Technica. And now that I've hooked it up to XLR, it sounds even better than that. So it's like, it's like, dude, I, I've, I've literally hit that epitome of like, I've hit the max of what I can with the, <laughs> with the mic. Nice. I also saw that, that, uh, the card game is on Amazon. I'm I'm probably yeah. gonna end up picking that up. That looks fun. Oh dude, it's it's so fun. Like when I saw how to play it, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's hilarious. <laughs> Cause I saw somebody like that did a kind of like a review and then like talked about it and he's like, You're a lazy egg, you don't want to score points. <laughs> and I'm like, that's <laughs> the best way they could have made that game. It looks like like the picture on on with him just lying on top of of the yeah yoke. like it's my turn yeah yeah that that's like me whenever anyone asks me like to do something like really oh like, so what was hilarious is the reason why I kind of like fell in love with the Gudentama is because like literally his his most infamous uh pick the uh, thing that he's known for is him in that picture like laying down on the on the egg white like that and him just saying meh. Which is like my saying to my wife. She's oh, should we do this? And I'm like, eh, meh. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> it is hilarious to see like all that stuff. Like as a matter of fact, we have like little Gudentama salt and pepper shakers in the house. Nice. Like, I have like one that he's like sitting on the egg white and he's wrapped in a like a a bacon like kind of like shawl. <laughs> it's too funny. That's sweet. All right, so. We have our list of what we've gotten over the holidays, and the next episode is going to deal with what we're looking forward to in 2021, because there's, mm. a, there's a lot of cool stuff that is coming out, and man, I am I, hoping for a good 2021. I don't think I can be any worse than 2020, but then again, I, I, I don't want to jinx it. Don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't jinx it. <laughs> but um, until next time, thank you for listening. I am Jay LaRock. I'm, I'm Randy. Randy. Yeah. Catch you next time. Peace.